your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. star of the hottest new TV show you haven't seen yet, a.k.a. Scab for all the writers. <laughs> Yay, we're back. And we were on the writer's strike, too. Not really. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so it's been a while. Was it like a month and a half? Yeah, it's been a minute. What you been doing? I don't, know, I don't know what I've been doing. I thought about it. Oh, I work? No. Oh, I've been working. Yeah, you do have a job. I, yeah, I do. I do. Dude, one of us got to work. <laughs> Somebody got fun just. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was elected. Uh, let's see. Uh, with me, I've been chilling, trying to get these kids in some, into these, in some activities. I got Nicholas into flag football. So we've been we've been going we've been doing that since like the middle of September, so it's, it's been fun watching him play. He's you know he's getting the hang of it. Okay. So, other than that though, yeah, just been kind of just chilling, trying to find inspiration to find something to talk about other than you know the norm we've been doing. You know I do enjoy the norm stuff we do talk about like you know anime, movies, and cartoons stuff like that, and TV shows. We're just trying to find something else we haven't tapped into just yet. So, which is lucky for y'all because then we got collab coming up. That is true. Yeah, you're excited, aren't you? No. I'm excited about everything. Can't you see it on my face? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our normal thing here. We got a couple episodes lined up for y'all in the next, couple, in the next coming weeks. Oh, I wanted to do a, a fat adventure because I wanted to check out Sunny's up in the, the Norfolk Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. But I went up there one day, right, just to, just to, just to get some like a chicken box. And that bitch was in there wall-to-wall packed. And I don't understand why. Well, you got to realize that that Northwood is now a college area. Yeah. I said, I mean, granted, Morgan has always been there, but they didn't have all of the college experience there. Now they do. Yeah, because they have, uh, what's up there? They have a Georgia Peach, was like a a local southern restaurant. They got a couple of locations in, in Baltimore. Excuse me. They got Jersey Mike's. And then they got Pizza Hut up there, Choco Cafe. They're going to put an IHOP. They still got McDonald's up there. They got like two banks, Chipotle. Mm. FYI, it is the worst Chipotle out there. I mean, it's still Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, so. All they need is a Barnes and Nobles and it's complete. And it's coming. I know. It's coming, so. I know. They they turned it into the complete college experience. Yeah, as, as, absolutely, as they should. Because um, you got Towson's built like that. The John Hopkins, the Charles Village area yes, is built like that. Definitely like that. Coppin. Is it is it like that? No. Not quite. Because you know Coppin's still kind of knee deep in the hood. Yeah. Right off North Avenue. <laughs> we with you, we wish you know Coppin. We with you. I mean, but they buying up all the area, and, you know. So they, they still knee deep in the hood. You think you think they eventually get there? Was it, when you went there, was there any plans of that ever like kind of converting into that? Yeah, I mean, they bought up a big ass lot right across the street from the school. Put up a new building. Put up some old, some other stuff. Yeah, so it'll eventually. Do get you ever tell people you from? You want? Do you want the copping? If they ask. Oh, okay. You know, just go pray that. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter what school I went to. It just went to get the degree. So, 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of Morgan, you know they had a, a shooting over there not too long ago, right? Oh, uh, I know now. Okay, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, like the week before homecoming, the week of homecoming, there was a they call it a mass shooting because it was like five victims involved. Oh well, yeah, so they, they, a mass they yeah, no, no one died. They just um like like four out of the five uh, were hospitalized, mm-hmm. um, but but there's nothing fatal. So apparently, the shooter was was not a student themselves. They were coming to campus looking for somebody. And they found them, and they sprayed up the whole area. Yeah, okay, so normal Baltimore shit. Yeah, it's it's happened, this happened to happen at a, a college yeah, campus. Yeah, normal, normal Baltimore shit. Yeah, so um, they shut down homecoming festivities for the, for that weekend. and Makes sense. Yeah, and I don't. they said they're going to reschedule homecoming, but I haven't heard any word of it. So I live right by that area, so they usually, like, block off the street for the parade and all that. Right. And then parking. Gets taken up because y'all want to park in my neighborhood. So, because it's prime real estate. Hey, school bought up the lots. They did. So, hopefully, they, they, they catch the shooter. Now they got to find that accomplice. Hmm. So, hopefully, they get, get both get both of them and get uh, some charges filed in their asses. Because what I've heard, I'm going to say the podcast. So, what the reason why is, but it's very, very stupid. It normally is. Yeah. Well, can I say it? Why not? Okay. So apparently it, it, the police don't know this, and I'm not trying to break news because I'm pretty sure it is, I don't know how true it is, given it's, from it's word of mouth. Right. But, Speculation. Right. Apparently it was over some uh, some weed. Uh, yeah, so the, the shooter was looking for who, whoever, he, whoever he shot in the group, who, one of the people he shot in the group, owed him money for some weed, and he went there to try to get payback. Hmm. For for the for the the weed that was brought or not paid for, I guess. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. people do get shot over drugs. Yeah, so and that's essentially that's, that's what I heard it was from. Oh, I mean, but yeah. the news itself has not said that as to what it was about yeah. why the shooting happened. Yeah, they don't have his motive yet, so you know, yeah. just kind of speculation. But yeah, I, I've seen plenty of shootings that occurred over some drug money. I, yeah, it's, it's happening for less or a very dumb dumb reason. So. But hey, we 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 are not the news team. <laughs> we are not the eye in the sky. I clearly ain't. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you been your little bubble. So uh, hopefully, like I said, like the shooting victims, they uh you know have a full recovery and get well soon. Uh, let's see what's going on. Okay, yeah. So the writer strike ended. Thank goodness. I, I would say that, but the actors are on strike. They still on strike? Yep, yep. Oh, I thought I thought everything was over with. Nope. The Motion Picture Network. Walked away from negotiations. Oh, damn, some bullshit. <laughs> I guess they're trying to see if they can wait this out before they come in and negotiate in good faith like they did with the writers. Waited five months before they decided that. You know what? Maybe the stuff that they asked for isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I've seen like a lot of like recently how they talk about like they fired writers from the Daredevil Born Again show. The rising directors, they fired them because they and they revamping it. Yeah, because they said they didn't like the direction. Because the way Marvel Studios was doing their streaming TV shows was not the way you normally do TV. Oh, okay. Typically, you know, some a writer or a showrunner comes with a project, you do a pilot, and then you base, you know, check the pilot to see if you want to green light the show. They were just saying, We're gonna do it the way we do movies, where go for it and we'll fix it in post. And we'll we'll make a cohesive story in post. Oh, so yeah. Apparently, what they had for Daredevil: Born Again, they were making it like a lawyer procedural, right? And he didn't even show up in costume until like the fourth or fifth episode. 
Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, no. I I, <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to watch Daredevil just be a lawyer. <laughs> right. So well, I mean, I get it, you know. We we as the fans, we want to see quality projects and I think that probably worked for She Hulk in a sense. But at the same time they, they miss humor and it didn't feel like a lower procedural. And you saw her in the first episode transform. Right. And so. then the fact that, you know, it definitely couldn't be a law and procedural because they clearly didn't know much about law. <laughs> if you know anything about law and you watch Seahawk, you would be miffed. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of liberties. A whole lot of liberties. I took a lot of liberties. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm just looking forward to like, well, I know that the writer strike is, that writer strike probably ended, but I know that you said the actors yeah, still, the on strike. still on strike. So now we, it's about to be a kerfluffle of what's going to be, what's going to happen next season. Next, 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 next fall, next fall, next TV fall season. Like, it's, right. You said now they have the writers back and the writers are going right back to work and they got the, they got a lot of the concessions that they were looking for, but now the actors are on strike because the Alliance of Motion Pictures said, Fuck y'all and walked away from the table. So what do they want? Sort of similar to, to what the writers were getting. They want better residuals on streaming. They, okay. they want to change how residuals are distributed on streaming because they were making no money from streaming. You know, when your show is on streaming, they were making no money. They want protections against what the studios were trying to do with AI. Oh, okay. Where they would pay, you know, background actors like $500 and they scan their images and then use them in perpetuity forever without ever having to pay them again. That's some bullshit. Whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah. Look at yourself for the years from now. That's me. And they still using you as a background extra and you're never getting paid for it again. That's terrible. Yeah, so they're looking for a lot of the same similar concessions that the writers were getting, but... The Alliance of Motion Pictures walked away from the table. So I hope they get resolved too, and they get what they what they want. Because I want my Marvel stuff to come out, and I you know I want them to put more energy and effort into them that they just decided not to do for the past few projects, like uh, what Secret Invasion, yeah, which was again done in that same vein where they just filmed a bunch of stuff and then we'll fix it in post. Yeah. That's why I was seemed <clears throat> really disjointed. Yeah, I want. I want. Yeah, I I, if it just joined to me, it just felt like it was just very lackluster. Because I was like, I, I was hoping for something kind of more grand, and uh, it just it just didn't have it for me. I wasn't even looking for something grand. I wanted something more cohesive and and a and a story that had some weight to it. Whereas it just Secret Evasion felt completely throwaway. Mm. Get it right. So. Off, a little off topic, but I wanted to get your thought on this. With the writer's strike and the, and the actors going on strike because of uh, how things were not fair in Hollywood, how do you feel about if uh, musicians did the same thing with streaming services? You think that would like benefit to them if they went on strike? Well, the musicians, I don't think they're in the union. No. So them going on strike doesn't really mean anything. I mean, you could... Any any artist can pull a Taylor Swift and just not put your stuff on a streaming platform. What did you do? She decided not to put her stuff on when they weren't giving her fair pricing on streams. She, I take my whole album off your your, your platform. Oh, okay. she's one of the biggest artists in the goddamn world. That's them losing revenue, so they're gonna cave to whatever demand she wants. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, a big enough artist, you can you can do that, but 
the musicians aren't in a union, so them striking doesn't really do anything. I got you. They have to do it individually. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Well, you know, I just just a thought came across my mind. So, I mean, if they decide to form a musicians' union, then it go on strike to get better residuals on streaming. Then, you know, collective bargaining—that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to make uh, artists talk about how their these streaming platforms don't pay out. It's not. It's not. A, it's not fa- a fair distribution. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. No, I figure as much. So. Meaning all of the power is in the platform provider. And that's why songs are getting shorter and shorter because it's about you need to get like 10,000 streams before you make any kind of money. On the yeah, because I think I read it was like either 1,200 or 1,500 streams is like equivalent to one album sale. Right. Something, something dumb like that. So, because I remember I seen an article, well, interview Jacobs was doing, and he asked like, who makes this, who makes the bracket? Like, who's making this? this algorithm as you know to be because that's that's so unfair yeah i mean but that's how it always is for the music industry on down it's always supposed to be in the benefit of the the producers slash executives and not the artists who actually make the product right exactly so oh, oh, we'll get this shit to give it to you so let's see catch the bones from shows uh so we watched gen v ahsoka loki Bear season two, you watched one piece. I watched some of it. Demon Slayer season what, three and four, Castlevania Nocturne. What's the last one? Those are the movies. Oh, okay. So uh, let's see. What's your first, what's, what's your take on uh, Gen V? I am enjoying it. Now, granted, I don't know what it is about the boys in the boys universe, but they really love having dicks explode. <laughs> Just a lot of genital mutilation in the in the boys' universe. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm here for it though. I am definitely here for it. Yeah, I like I like Gen V. I like the the humor, the storytelling, how graphic the boys in Gen V is. You know, it's, it's definitely a, adult themed. So I definitely enjoy that a lot. But yeah, the like the first three episodes, I think, doing the fifth episode now. Yeah, the them exploding the dick was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, just. <laughs> Just genital mutilation all throughout the boys' universe. So, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. Do you feel as though people have to watch the boys to understand Gen V? Only just for cursory context. Because if you've never watched the series, then you don't know anything about Vought. You don't understand anything about The Seven. You don't understand anything about Chemical V. Right. But it's not necessary. You can just... you can read online what those things are like so you don't necessarily need to watch the boys but gives you that a bit of that more insightful background information if you have watched it yeah i felt as though it was it was told with a like with enough that it made you want to like read up on it a little bit but not necessarily like to go back and like binge right. the first three they on season four or three now four four they're going into season four on the boys yeah so yeah, so you don't necessarily need to watch it, but it'll give you, you'll understand a lot of the Easter eggs that they got planted throughout the show if yeah. you have watched it. The character that can change to a boy and a girl, what uh, what are their powers? Because I, I, I don't understand them yet. Well, the boy has different powers than the girl. Well, the girl has superhuman speed. Okay. And I think she's in superhuman strength, and the boy can produce like force fields. Oh, okay. 
So the scenes use them interchangeably, right? Yeah. Okay. So as as they change back between male and female, the power switch up. Okay, okay. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking about. Like because I kept seeing her do some kind of force push. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out that what that was. Like kind of, what kind of energy I'm seeing. Okay, yeah, that so makes as, sense. As they switch between male and female, they have a different subset of powers that they have access to. Okay, and Sam, he has super strength, right? Yeah. That was crazy when he uh, went berserk and they did that, that puppet scene. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> watch that. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. I like that. And uh, Bloody Mary, her bras are sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, again, it's not something, again, I watch a lot of anime and that has been included in plenty of animes having blood-based powers. So it's not something that I haven't seen before. But yeah, the way that they show it and the things that they've had her do on there have been extremely interesting. Yeah. Oh, Tech Knight, fucking nasty! Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot all about that because, like, I've read some of the, uh, like, some of the, some of the chapters with him in it in the comic, actually, and then they talk about him. I like watch like different YouTube videos, but see him get down and bu- busy with the, with the with these different holes. Hey, it's cancer. The cancer did that to his brain. <laughs> Every time he see a hole, he start licking his lips. <laughs> like, ah, ah. I remember when they did that last scene of him and he saw that, that hole in that tree. <laughs> He's like, Can you guys give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because I, I, I was a little disappointed that we didn't see him in his tech suit. Because I'm like, damn, I want to see what they, how they gonna, how they going to like, you know, fit that into the world and everything. But that was like, that was sweet enough. Yeah, yeah. Him being a pervert, <laughs> a sick pervert was, was good enough. So again, he, he, he can't control it. <laughs> Him and the, uh, him and the, he was dumping the, uh, what was it, the air dryer? <laughs> yeah, the hand dryer in the bathroom. No, I think the fucked up part was the fucking donuts. Oh. <laughs> he looked at the hole in the donuts. Just, yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, the skull in the office. She was like, you ready to the skull? <laughs> Nasty motherfucker. True definition of skull fucking. <laughs> uh, so let's see. And then, uh, oh, Soka. I really like that series. I was just mad at the ending because the the Sith Lord and then Shin, it's kind of just like left, they forgot about them in the yeah, last episode. Yeah, no, no resolution. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> they, they clearly had it set up for another season. I'm Nothing like, got resolved. I'm like, because like, like, when they did interviews of him. And they were talking to him, and he's like, um, "He's like, you know, once, once you know, when you, the last episode is going to come full circle, and you're going to see what he's going to next, and all that stuff." And I'm like, "What are y'all doing?" No, nah, they, they had him set up, but I wouldn't know how they're going to continue with Ray Stevens having the guy who played Balaam. I think his name Balaam. is. Yeah, he he died. Did he? Yeah. How long ago was this? Not too long ago. He died this year. Oh damn. So yeah, that mean his role in Ahsoka was his last role that he did mm. before he died. So I wanna, I want, I want. That's the reason why they maybe I want they cut whatever that was leading towards his, you know, his next adventure out in a way. Then well, I mean, they they kind of showed him somewhere doing something, yeah, which would lead to what he was gonna do next. But you know, whether they continue that line that storyline which I'm assuming they would you know with a recast but you know we'll see what happens yeah because they were talking about like I like Shin's character but I felt like they were they just didn't like put a whole they didn't put, express a lot of her story yeah as yeah. in again some 
season two type stuff. Yeah. So how did you feel about uh, uh, Ezra? Ez, I'm about to say, is, is Ezra? Not Ezra Miller. I mean, his character name is Ezra. Yeah, Ezra Bridgewater, right? Yeah. Something like that. So how you feel about him being in the series? I mean, he technically, since this is a continuation of Rebels and he was the main protagonist there, wasn't, didn't have any issue with it. Because mm-hmm. when you think of Ahsoka, you think of the Clone Wars and Rebels and all in that or that that era of the Jedi Knights, and so yeah, he's he's a major part of that. So the expectation was that for me was that he would be in the series. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was glad that I was happy to see that they introduced uh, characters from Rebels throughout these uh, Star Wars series, right? So yeah, trying to have some cohesion like they do have some actual impact, even though we know how most of their stories end. Yeah, I'm hoping that they. I'm thinking. I don't know. I like. I think I would like to see a uh, Ezra. Uh, spinoff. I think that'd be neat to you know explore his story a little bit. Well, it's alright. Well, a key to continuation. Right, I would say because Rebels is already there. Right, that's his story. Yeah. So, but did you did you enjoy it overall? Oh yeah, yeah. So most of the Star Wars properties I have enjoyed, with the exception of towards the end of the Book of Boba Fett, which just oh, kind yeah. of fell apart for me. But yeah, most of the Star Wars properties I've enjoyed. Cause they got, cause they're not doing the Mandalorian four, right? They're going to do it like a movie. Yeah, they said they're going to turn it into a movie and and wrap it up. Yeah, makes sense. So then, what else we got here? We got the Bear season two. How'd you feel about that? Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, for me, last year the Bear was a breakout show for me because I I just decided it's like you know what, just let me take a look at it, and I was like, oh wow, this is really fucking good. Yeah. And then watching season two, it's like, oh, well, this is still really fucking good. Yeah, it almost lost me a little bit because I did not like that episode of them. Was that Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner? I think it was Christmas dinner. Yeah, I, that, I, I did not like that episode at first at all. Because it, it was just like, it was just so much going back and forth and back and forth. And it was just like so chaotic. Yeah, that was kind of the point. Yeah, because I went back I went back and started watching it over again because I didn't finish it all the way through. So mm. I went back and started over. And I was like, right, let me look at it again. And then once I... Once I watched it again, I was like, "Oh, okay, like I get it now." And it was like it was like a really good performance-driven uh, uh, episode. Oh yeah, okay. again, the point was to show how chaotic, they and toxic hit, this family is. They hit it hit head on nail on the coffin, uh, especially with Jamie Lee Curtis as yeah. the mom. She was living in that role. Oh, I was like, telling you, who's who clearly going through a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. And there's just so many other little uh, little effects throughout the whole the whole episode and everything. And it's just a really good uh, episode for acting wise. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the bear is a very character driven, very actor driven show. And you know the food preparation and creating the restaurant is in the background to the, all of these, the lives of these characters. Yeah, absolutely. Because I love the episode of uh, was it is it Richie's name? Yeah, yeah. They did that when Richie went to the restaurant and learned how to be a uh, the host. The host. He learned to be the host and everything, and he got and he got shine as the episode went on. And he's like, he felt like he was above it and everything, but he was like learning like how to really run a restaurant, and that that to me was so dope. And then uh, the last episode when he started to consolidate the orders and everything and put out the orders and all, uh, run and run the uh, the restaurant like that shit was dope. Yeah, and, and these characters have actual character arcs within the season, so yeah, definitely been enjoying that. So yeah, that's, I, 
they get greenlit for season three? I haven't heard anything, but I I would be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, I hope so. Because it can't end like that. Right. Uh, let's see. One Piece. You've seen it all the way through. I'm I on have. episode two. Wow. Yeah. I I, I, just, it, I don't know. Like, it just feels so... It feels forced to me. I mean, you're, you're not even a huge One Piece fan to begin with. No, I'm not. I've, <laughs> I've watched a lot of... I've watched enough One Piece, but I'm not like a diehard fan of it. Right. So, you know, it's not like you've been following One Piece the entire time. But for me, I would say it's very serviceable. Okay. As far as a live action adaptation of an anime goes, it is very serviceable. It is definitely made for fans of One Piece, but it is definitely made on a, we don't have a very high budget. (laughs) So they take a lot of liberties because, again, when you have characters like they are in One Piece and they have these extremely fantastical powers. It is it costs a lot of money to try to have that in live action. So they take a lot of liberties. But yeah, it was definitely serviceable. So and and I was shocked cuz my my expectations were already very low going in and I was shocked that even having low expectations it exceeded those expectations. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm eventually get to uh you know, because it was eight episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get through it because I, I definitely want to just see how they. You know, I want to see the finished product all the way through. Right. So and storytelling wise, it, it's definitely rushed because in those eight episodes, they're trying to cover like 150 chapters of the manga. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm on. I'm only on season eight. Yeah, I mean, and as far as and the anime go, the actual anime, they on like episode one thousand forty-five. Throw the whole anime away! <laughs> God, damn. And they ain't found what they looking for yet. <laughs> nope, they, nobody got the one piece yet. So, but I have been watching uh, Demon Slayer. So I watched like the last, well, the, the three season three I think came out sometime last year or earlier this year, and I finished one season four the other day. I, I like that a whole lot. Like, the animation is crisp. Action scenes are tough, and it's just it's just an overall nice story. Oh yeah, I mean that's Ufotable, which <coughs> is one of the top tier animation studios in Japan. So, and, and as far as at least the series go, the Sword Village arc is one of the least liked arcs. But you know the fights are still fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one a little bit more. I enjoyed this one more than the third one. Even though the third one had one of my favorite fights in in with uh, was it Uzi? How you say his name? With 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 uh, with the gray hair, white hair. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like Ukio or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Uzio, I think is what it is. But that fight with him and that one demon, that shit was just tough. Yeah, the number six. Yeah, and then this one was just emotional as hell because um, his new was it was what's his sister's name? Nezuko. Nezuko, when she was about to get burnt up, I was like, oh no. <laughs> we can't have this. <laughs> but yeah, that was I like that series overall. And then cause you because you gotta see uh the the Miss Hash the Miss Hashira and then Love Hashira. Yeah. So I like and they they was they was just tough as hell. So so what's now so what's next then season five? Season five, honestly, based off the manga, season five is getting close to the end of the manga. Oh, okay. How many how many chapters is it now? Or how many books? 
Well, I mean, as far as after the Sword Village arc and Nezuko evolves to the point where sunlight no longer works on it, there's only like two more arcs before it's over. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's getting close to the end. Okay, so I want to say, because I was, I was when, I, when, I, when I realized what they were doing with these arcs, I was like, oh, I'm wondering they're going to do a break for every Hashira. But I guess not now. Because I want to see that one one, one of the dudes, um, he had like gray short hair. He was like an asshole towards Tanjiro. Oh well, two more. Do you have, do you have a favorite uh, Hashira? Hashira? No, I mean I, I, the one that I I kind of gravitated towards the most. They haven't really shown him yet. He's he's, he's like the Earth Hashira. He's like the big stone one, the big black. Oh, okay, guy. yeah, yeah. He's he's really tough. They're gonna have a lot of tough fights with him. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't have a favorite right now. Well, I, I thought the, the uh, Flame Hashira was going to last longer than what he did, <laughs> Mister Renoku. Yeah, I thought he was going to last longer than what he did, but he went out. He went out. He went out hard though. Oh yeah, yeah, straight ball. Yeah. So, what else we got here? Castlevania uh, Nocturne. Nocturne. Yeah. Very good uh, series. Oh now, yeah. Castlevania ain't disappointing though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Eddie Shankar, who is the you know executive producer and the one who brings all of these shows out, he he can't miss right now. Yeah, I was very, very uh, happy with this overall series. Yeah. So, yeah. Castlevania, Castlevania Nocturne, is, which now has been renewed for a second season. Oh, it has? Yeah. Thank goodness. Because when they showed um, Alucard at the last, the last uh, yeah. episode, I was like... <gasps> yeah, so it's been renewed for a second season. And then he also has the Devil May Cry series coming out. Oh, that that's a news thing coming? Yeah. Cause it, didn't, this, didn't the same, did the same studio, or is he had, did he do Blood of Zeus? No, no, no. He didn't do blood, blood, blood of Zeus. Oh, okay, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that that a lot. I'm probably gonna rewatch it again. But it, it was just very, very tough. Oh yeah, see, I believe that Studio Mir, which is like a South Korean studio that Netflix normally uses for most of their projects, and they do goddamn good work. Yeah, because um, was it Dota? Is a Netflix series? I think it's yeah. the same studio because that animation is very crisp. So what else we got? Oh, so you so we we only seen a couple of movies in the last couple of months. Well, we saw the credit together. Mm-hmm. So what you think about that? It wasn't a bad movie. It was very predictable. Okay. By within thirty minutes within the movie, I already knew how everything was going to end. But it didn't stop it from being an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I, and I like what's his name, David Washington. Yeah, I like David Washington uh, as an actor. As quiet as kept, he's becoming like a, I think a more a very recognizable uh, leading man. Right. You know, he, he's, he's he's like he's stepping up each uh, acting turn he gets. So I think he's get, he's get, he's developing those chops. The only problem that I had with the movie, which is again, it's from uh, Gareth Edwards, so I kind of wasn't expecting it, but. They they touched on a lot of philosophical elements of what it means to be alive, what it means mm-hmm. to live and have consciousness, but never expand on it. This is like, hey, look at that! No, no go away. <laughs> so you gotta I, keep moving, <laughs> right? It's a action set piece. <laughs> so they had all of these deep philosophical. They touched on all of these deep philosophical ideas and just said, yeah, walked away from them, <laughs> which kind of upset me. Because I was hoping that it would, you know, it would probably delve deeper into it. But again, the guy who is the director, he's more of an action director. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was some very. Uh, when I looked when the overall movie, I'm like, I don't know why this didn't get talked about more as far as like a marketing a campaign. 
because like these set pieces, I'm sure were huge, and or like the the the. Uh, well, they really couldn't because you know the strikes. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just like, why, why is this movie not talked about so much? And The strikes. Understood. But then when I was looking at the movie, like the overall, like the scale of it, um, some of the the graphics and all of that, I'm like, damn, this is huge. Yeah. So I mean, it's just crazy that how it it was just a surprisingly a good movie. And when I saw the trailer and I like and I saw the and I read about the concept, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna check this out because I is um nothing else was really out there I wanted to see. So I was thoroughly surprised. So how did you feel about Blue Beetle? Man, I'm, that was two hours of my life I could never get back. At least you didn't pay for it. This is true. Yeah, if I if I went to the movie theater and paid money for it, I would have been highly upset. Because that movie, good Lord. First of all, it had no business being over two hours. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. And it took it. Almost a half an hour before we got to any blue beetling. <laughs> I made you say it that word. <laughs> and blue the fact beetling. of the matter was is that the 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 Reyes family was so stereotypically Mexican. I mean, God, this, whoever wrote this movie said, "Here's every stereotype that we think of when we think of Mexicans," and I'm gonna give it to this family. <laughs> It was it was ridiculous. It was goddamn ridiculous. And then the whole point, you know, the Blue Beetle character, he was making a point of, I don't know, we're, we're not killers, we don't kill, but his whole family at the end of the movie are murdering soldiers, left and right. They're like, you don't kill, you didn't give them that memo. <laughs> you must have forgot. <laughs> so it made no sense. You And I think they said they're going to, it's not it's not a sequel, but that character is returning into James. Yeah, Gunn he's universe. supposed to be returning into the James Gunn universe. Oh, okay, okay. I well. guess because yeah, I guess it, you know, he it's his first movie. Young, they don't want to recast him, but because you think you do you, you, you think he did a decent job acting wise, or yeah, he, I mean he didn't do a bad job, but in the in the, the universe in which he was working in, it's just not wasn't very good. Oh, okay, he didn't do a bad job at all. They just always working with the material. Yeah, the universe in which he's working in just it's not very good. So yeah, I didn't go see it. I know Nick wanted to go see it. I was just like, I really don't sit through this movie because the flash of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, GI Joe. No, sorry, not GI Joe. Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> that a bad taste in my mouth, and I saw that twice. And I'm like, I'm not gonna spend my money on a bad movie. Yeah, I would not have recommended spending my money on this if it was. An hour and a half, I might not have been as angry, but but the fact that it was like almost two hours and fifteen minutes, and it had no right to be. Well, it's funny you say that because the Marvels coming out is only what like an hour forty five. Yeah. So how you feel about that? I'm absolutely okay. If you can tell your story in an hour forty five minutes, tell it in an hour forty five minutes. You don't need to pad it so you can pad the runtime with an extra fifty minutes. If you only got an hour thirty, hour forty five minutes worth of movie. Make that the movie. No, I feel you because I, but it, 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 it lets me a little leery because I'm like, well, I wonder why they, they made this movie only this amount of time. I was like, did uh, you not have faith in it, maybe? Or just the director said, I got an hour, 45 minutes worth of movie. Here's my movie. That too. So, but I'm looking forward to that because I'm definitely, I'm, I'm hoping that this movie 
will will propel the rest of the Marvel Universe going forward. Because Secret Invasion did not do that. I don't, well, I don't even think Secret Invasion was supposed to do that. It was supposed to do it for me. Oh. <laughs> it was supposed to do it for me. So but Secret Invasion was more of a lead-in into the Marvels. I don't feel like it did that. Unless, unless, unless it's going to make sense when we see the Marvels, though. I would assume so. With Samuel L. Jackson getting back on the Saber ship. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm hoping that it just propels, you know, the, the whole universe forward. And it's nice to see that. When, oh, we didn't talk about Loki. It's nice to see that Loki put Kang in the forefront in that very first episode. Right. So, because there's a lot of speculation of uh, him. What's his name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors being recast because of his allegations and things like that. But they left everything the same. So. Yeah, I mean, they doesn't have any reason to change anything at this point because again he hasn't even seen his day in court yeah so guilty until proven innocent no was it not guilty what's the same innocent until proven there you go <laughs> sorry Jonathan <laughs> I don't think you did it <laughs> innocent to proven guilty there we go so uh, what do you think about the first two episodes of Loki though Oh, I I liked it, especially that second episode with that, that fight scene. Like, you know, this is not a fair fight. Yeah. Because I, in, in the first season of Loki, I felt like they really limited Loki's abilities and strength. Because, again, he's a fucking god. Right. And he was getting handled by regular-ass human characters. <laughs> but then this one, and, and that's especially in that second episode... He was strong as shit. He was using his magic abilities. It was like, okay, y'all actually treating him like the, the type of villain that he's supposed the to be. The god that he is. Right? Yeah. Listen, letting him really showcase his abilities that y'all kind of y'all kind of nerfed him in the first season. Yeah, I, I, I like the, the the first two so far. I think it's only get, I think it's only going to get better yeah. uh, as as the season goes on, and this probably will like lead into something else as well. So. I'm um, I'm excited to see see this as well. So let's see what was what we got. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Invincible season two is coming out soon. Oh yeah, they just dropped a new trailer. Thank goodness. It comes out in November. Yes. Thank thank goodness. Thank goodness. You excited for season two? Yeah. I mean, the first season was fucking excellent. Yeah. So can only can only imagine what they'll do with the second season. Yeah, I I can't wait. Uh, from the trailer, it was very exciting to see. They're going to introduce, I guess, the, the multiverse in this, mm-hmm. the other Invincibles. One of the Vultramite villains, like one of the main ones. Vultramite. Uh, what did I say? Vultramite. What would you say? Vultramite. Vil. Vil, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Vultramite. Get it right. <laughs> it's the guy with the metal hand. I forgot. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It's not Supreme. Mm-mm. No, and it's not the guy with the black hair. But anyway, it's, it's like this uber badass villain they about to introduce. So that's gonna be really, really good. I feel like so. And they are. They, I think they are filming or they're wrapping up season two, three, season three, mm. or they just started. So we should be getting season. Hopefully, get season three sooner than later. Right? Because this was almost a two year gap, wasn't it? Almost. Is it gonna be like twenty twenty one? Twenty. Yeah, like mid twenty twenty one. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I can't wait for this to come out. Anything else on your radar? You looking forward to? As far as TV show wise, nothing at the well. It's a show that just dropped that I'm gonna start watching. Just Fall of the House of Usher, which is from the, oh, the I same see. team that did the Haunting of Hill House and, and some other horror movie stuff. Oh, okay, that, okay. And I'm a big fan of horror, and so I'm. It just dropped, and I can't wait to start looking at it. 
Okay, okay. I might have checked that out. I've been looking for something that's scary to yeah, watch. And yeah, it's, it's based off the tales of Edgar Allan Poe. So. Ah, I like Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, okay. So, uh, lastly, uh, they, they announced they are recasting every uh, member of the Justice League in James Gunn Universe. So, they already casted Superman, uh, Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Did he say Lex Luthor? I don't recall him saying anything about Lex But it's like, at least those two roles have been filled. Yeah. Okay. So... Who do you want to see as Batman or any, any uh, you know, uh, Flash, Cyborg? Wonder yeah, Woman? I, I don't have any fan castings. None. I'm just going to say I trust James Gunn to craft a cohesive universe. And, yeah, I don't have any. Like, oh, yeah, I would love to see this person as Aquaman. Uh, no. Or did you see that uh, Aquaman, uh, James Momoa, he's, gonna, he's in talks right now to do uh, Lobo? Yeah, yeah, they were, that's what they were saying. But we'll, we'll see how that actually pans out. Because, again, there, you know, there was a, a lot of speculation on who would be left from the Zack Snyder universe. I and mean, clearly it's going to be no one. I don't think it should be no longer. Oh, yeah, obviously, no. Because but I, don't, I, don't think, I, don't think, or I don't think they did a bad job acting. But I think the material they were giving, like the guy that played Cyborg. I don't know against him, but Cyborg was just so, it was just so boring to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again... And they had ten years to get it right. They so toss them all, and yeah. hopefully, this next iteration of the DC universe does something with it. I think the only person I would like to see come back, uh, maybe, would be. I think Peacemaker is going to be is, is going to stay. Yeah, that that's the he, he is John Cena as Peacemaker is supposed to get a second season. Okay, yeah. And I was thinking like Black Adam. I think The Rock as Black Adam wasn't the if, if they gave if, if someone else wrote the story for Black Adam and then had The Rock portray it. I'm okay with that. I think you let you let you let The Rock be this passion project, which was maybe not the best idea. I mean, he didn't write the movie though. He pushed it like he did. Uh, I, th- I think his heart was in the right place. Well, Say, he was trying to promote it, but then. It, it, but a lot of things didn't work out because of the way he was trying to promote it. Because, you know, they wanted to include Shazam in the movie. And he was like, no. Black mm. Adam, don't fight. He's not- would you would you replace Shazam? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, again, you know, even based off that second movie, we talked about it before in, in a previous episode. Whereas the person who was playing Shazam and the person who's playing Billy Badston are supposed to be the same person. But Zachary Levi... Is playing like he's playing a thirteen-year-old, whereas mm. the person playing Billy Batson is playing like he's an older, more mature individual. But yeah, so you know, again, DCU toss it all out. James Gunn, clean slate. See how it goes. Yeah, because it'll be interesting to see, uh, interesting to see uh, Aquaman because they at one point had both Batman in there. Ba- uh, oh yeah, ben that, Affleck that and has, Michael Keaton. Yeah, that thing has gone through a ton of iterations, apparently. Because based off of focus groups, you know, the reporting has come out that the focus groups, at least for the first couple of iterations, is like, yo, this shit is trash. Yeah, so I, hopefully it's good. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, the trailer came out. I wasn't excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't moved by it either. But, I mean, is it since this is the last movie in the Snyderverse, I, I think we should go see it. Oh, I think you're crazy. <laughs> Show's over! <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll go back and forth for that when when it's, I about to say it's like it's like a next month because they might in December right? Some I think so. Yeah, so I mean we got enough time to, to go back and forth about it. <laughs> That's the show. 
So, as always, make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. So again, you can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Peace so, out. Appreciate it.